Goddess of Creation's avatar perished, was destroyed, extinguished in some way, extinguished hit Phoenix, and <laughs> and the portal closed, leaving some of the people on Vera during the Exodus or during the apocalypse, right? Or looted, frozen. I don't really know where you're going with that, but like, I don't like what you're insinuating, sir. Okay, thanks. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Simorg. I'm joined today by a couple of our returning Pathfinders, which you may recognize, starting with Durash and Harold Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back, our favorite cult leader with what looks like a voodoo doll sort of situation going on that totally caught me by silhouette welcome back on Marcel. good to be back <laughs> always good to be here me fade me, me into the other me and mini simmy mini simmy is simmy's yeah. blurred because he's not sure how to react to this. Apparently, my 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 camera decided to dwindle on me there. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, it's good to see you again. Uh, as we talked about previously, for those of you all listening, watching, we got to say welcome to all of our people in Twitch that are usually here. Like clockwork, y'all rock. Yeah, you, you keep the chat rolling like clockwork every time we uh, go live on Sundays. But as I've been talking about, for those of you who check it out on YouTube or over on Pod, you know, Podbean, all the podcast places in audio format, um, the past few weeks we've been kind of chaining a series of discussions. We're probably going to keep this one at about an hour as well. Um, but before we do dig in, We've got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast, which is the beloved asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, shout out to all of you Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch over on YouTube. Thank you so much for keeping this flames or this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Now, speaking of this week, we are going to be discussing some things related to where the blood flows for those souls on vera and maybe even indeed some of those in the other realms of uh earth realm for example but um if you'd like to support this show you can go over to our pin post on twitter which is at ashes pathfinder check that out pinned at the top you will see all of the links to the podcast places where you can go and give us a review check out itunes leave a comment there give us five stars if you do we'll read it live here on the show you can go over to spotify any of the places where you can rate us if you haven't done it, please do consider it. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also shoot a message to our Pathfinder peon who can get us a message via email. I understand only he, and that is interesting that I've got a situation going on here. Oh, that's interesting. Ignore the stuff on the screen, everybody. If you see it twice, I'm, I'm working out kinks on that one. That's very, very interesting indeed. But ashespathfinders at gmail.com. That's the place you can shoot a message. If you don't want to rate us, you just want to shoot some message to us. And uh, Pathfinder people will get that to us when they're good and ready. Um, let's see here. We're going to be talking about blood magic today. And I feel like there are some important things to sort of... Hmm, there are some important aspects to consider when we talk about blood magic. And I've got a few discussion points, and I'm sure you gentlemen do too. Um, but before we dig into that whole topic, we are going to sort of catch up with the cast, see how everybody's been doing. we got a community-oriented topic around UI to talk about today. Sadly, I do not have anything to share with you visually, um, but I will link you to you as we're catching up now. But gentlemen, no particular order. How you been doing? What's been going on in, your, in the world of you since last time? Well, I uh, wrapped up The Last of Us very good i mean i was probably one of the best shows that came out of a video game that i've ever seen in my entire life yeah pedro pascal is my you know personal yes. jesus christ when it comes to acting he just he his emotion especially that last episode i don't want to spoil it for anyone but that last episode i mean that was just perfect this yeah perfect um watching picard 2 picard season 3 
loving it. Dang. It is like literally like the best TNG movie over many episodes, like mm. every time. Yeah. The last one was just it keeps building up for me. Um best best season ever. Uh and other than that, I've been playing a little grounded, which is a survival mm. game. Um yeah. it's actually very interesting. It's kind of testing my limits in terms of phobias with insects, but other than <laughs> that, it is it is good. It is a good game. So yeah, me uh yeah me me and uh me and a good friend are playing that. So. Nice dude. It's great. Thanks, good guy. You know, I, I you know, <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. Damn spiders. That one's wearing a yeah, hat. That's big guy. That's more, at least it's wearing a hat. That's true. That, yeah. Those spiders are big in that game, too. Like, it's not just a... Yeah. Like, really? All the bugs. Yeah, it's like, it's basically you play like... Think of it like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, except a survival game. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and, and it yeah. is like, it is... It's terrifying. I'm just gonna not gonna lie. It is terrifying when the first time you see one of those big spiders and they have wolf spiders in there too, which I haven't actually tangled with yet. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's definitely testing my limits. I mean, oh, it's man. it's a good time. It's an adrenaline rush, but it is also like freaking terrifying, especially at night because oh all gosh. you hear is the sound. Ooh, yeah. I I don't. I honestly, Sim. I think you you would probably not like not like it very much either really i know how you i know how you love bugs so it's mm. it's yeah th there's a lot of creepy crawlies in that interesting yeah this is fantastic um i probably won't play it then you know based on yeah yeah i mean it, it, it's it's testing my limits but it's actually it's it's not as fun solo definitely i mean mm. most survival, survival games are. aren't yeah usually aren't but some of them, like Valheim, I was actually had a decent amount of fun solo, um, even V Rising. But oh, yeah, V Rising is great. But I this wait. one, it's like you get to a you hit a brick wall and you're like, man, this is, would be so much better with people. And luckily, I have yeah. uh, somebody yeah. that loves playing it with me. So that's good. Yeah. So it's not as bad as uh, Hogwarts spiders, I'm sure. Oh, it's worse. Yeah, way worse. Way worse. There's many varieties of different kinds of like scary things. Like you um, walk by a cave, you're like, "Oh, what's in there?" I'm like, "Oh shit, can't go in there. Nope, uh, not not, not yeah. gonna do it." Do you feel like every spider's on Goliath from Tolkien's world or something? Then yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, there's <laughs> there's the like the ones with the like really thin legs that got the big bodies, and other ones that are really like big and hairy, and it's like yeah. yeah. So you, do you like the sound? Yeah, you just hear this. And then you're like, oh shit! <laughs> and this is like when it's pitch dark, and you're like, your torch goes out, and you're like, oh, no. you're holding on for dear life. And that's when most of them come out. And there's other kind of bugs that chase after you too. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's it's. I'm working on my phobia right now. I don't. By working, I mean it's triggering my phobia. I'm gonna. So good to I gotta put a. I'm gonna put a little pin on that idea, and don't let me forget it whenever I share my bit. Or whatever, so armored cell to go first because but don't let me forget. Okay, yes. Okay. I mean funny about bugs is I've also been playing a bug game. Really? Uh Deep Rock Deep Rock Galactic. What's that one me, about? Me my, uh so you're a bunch of space dwarves and you <laughs> hold the whole thing is you get um dropped like airdropped into a planet and you have to like do certain missions. And it's okay. always like hordes of like um, alien bug insects that keep coming at you. Oh, so and it's like a horde so of insects. Yeah. But you're running through caves, you can mine through the caves, get like certain objects like uh, getting their eggs, destroying them, oh, or killing like, <laughs> like big bugs. But it's completely different when you um, go on YouTube and play like Doom music while doing it. It makes it so, <laughs> feel so badass when you're fucking just like got a machine gun, killing like millions of bugs that are coming at you. It's absolutely insane. I love it. Hmm. Me and my friends have got a lot of hours on that game and we have enjoy awesome. it on the weekend. Bro. Nice. The new music just adds a whole new level onto it. Yeah. Holy shit. That's awesome, dude. That totally sounds like some Doom game, too, if you think about it. Yeah. Mm. Or like Starship Troopers, I guess, without as much color or something. Um, but you can even um, drink alcohol in the game. So, like, because of dwarves, right? So, there's like different yeah. buffs from like, some alcohol will give you buffs in the game, or you can go into the game drunk. So, all like the screens all wobbly, or. You know. <laughs> I feel like sci-fi needs more space dwarves. 
Yeah. I do space dwarves. I think we've got we've got a pretty good share of like space elves, but we need more space dwarves. I feel like they actually talk about space elves in that game, and it's like they don't like them. They they call them uh, leaf lovers. Leaf lovers. Bloody leaf lovers. <laughs> that's that's great. You know that to totally throw them back too. Um, man, Hogwarts Legacy, dude. It's been really great because I got done with the manuscript for my book right uh, about a week ago. Man, and I have I got another like week or so probably that I won't be touching it, but I've been enjoying Hogwarts and actually getting to do what a lot of people have been doing. Oh man, that game's so fucking good, dude. I played I played 14 hours last week in like two days, I think. Oh, so good, dude. Oh, game. I'm like, I've been fiending for it too. I didn't play yesterday. And I probably won't today and probably not tomorrow, but I'm like actually low key contemplating making like a good four days next week. I'm like thinking, man, maybe I need to turn on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and just like, just get into it, play catch up, really immerse myself. Cause end of this month, I'm going to enjoy some Resident Evil 4, that remake that came out, mm, baby. You know what that, what you always been talking about reminds me of, I don't like Raptors in games like Ark, for example. Oh, God, no. oh yeah raptors. fuck raptors. the raptors no. <laughs> and i was uh like i did this game it was like a sponsor game it was called exoprimal last week and it was actually pretty fun it's by capcom and i was like it felt pretty good um you know and i'm not just saying that because i got paid to it actually was pretty pretty fun and i was like i saw I'm, that on game pass yeah i'm i think it's like coming out uh july or it's the summer sometime um but man i was like oh, i actually kind of want to like play that whenever it launches and then we, of course we've got v rising this coming summer um oh oh um in- interesting things that i wanted to share on so you know in my fantasy world there's actually a creature that i created that has a centipede body right like think think like uh centaurs or whatever but instead of a horse body you get like a centipede body and they're a little more like armored so yeah, the the way I envision them, they're creepy and scary, and they're actually really big. And it's like, mm, that is all kinds of clicky, click, 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 and you're just like, dude. So, yeah. So get ready, Daedalus. Um, people, not everyone knows he's like one of my my readers for the book or whatever. So it won't be this book, but it'll be probably two or three in the future. Oh yeah, uh huh. Those things are real, and they are scary as shit. You better get some illustrations in there. Get. Oh, I'm working on it. You'll probably probably see him if things go my way well before um, you actually even read about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which is the other thing I'm pretty excited about. I knocked out my taxes, which isn't really noteworthy, except for the fact I want you all to know I suffered yesterday. Um, So I suffered well, as our our friends the undead say in World of Warcraft. And I got done with that shit. And now I'm going to get rid of, like, some stuff that I got to knock out. So basically I'm knocking out my real like my what I would consider life admin stuff so that basically between now and like the launch of the book it's basically like content creation hanging with the homies and the book stuff which means illustration stuff too so I'm actually going to be digging yeah. back into doing the uh digital art and oh man I'm I'm loving it I found I found a couple artists that are they I'd say that they're imitating more of what my style approach would be if I were to do digital art because some people go and they do digital art and they actually just manipulate things that you know what I mean they go they grab pictures they manipulate them they paint over them they you know remodel them but they actually take you know pictures and they cut pictures up and sort of um yeah do it that way and that's not really the i don't really want to do it that way i want to feel like it's more tangible like the physical medium which is what i'm you know used to doing um and so i found some artists that do that and i'm pretty stoked about it um but yeah so i'm hoping that in the next couple months i'll get to show some of that stuff off for people um but we'll we'll see how it goes um yeah that's our catching up you guys are going that's a lot to catch up for an episode isn't it you know there's not a lot going on in the world of ashes i was talking to daedalus and armored cell about Mm. this in the pre-show here and um real talk guys this daedalus this reminds me of a certain period armored cell i didn't know you then man but there was a period 
way back in the day. And Armored Cell remembers he's listened to all the podcast episodes for her before he ever joined the show. FYI, if y'all don't know that, he isn't just someone who jumped on. Homie was the, I think you you were the first person actually um, around the time, I think Asmongold and all them sort of like bolstered attention around Ashes. And you actually got, you joined, kind of become, became part of the community here um, around that time. And were the first person that ever said to me, I'm going from the beginning and I'm going all the way through. And he literally took the journey as a consumer of the podcast before he ever joined uh, or became a part of the community is, you know, he's a Knight of the Phoenix as well, which is our guild. So it was really cool because like got all this perspective from him, but he remembers through the podcast what we experienced back then. So this isn't something he's a stranger to, but there was a period, I think it was, uh, it was after um, two, two points that they did this. One was after they, uh, the alpha, alpha zero phase, they it showed off yeah. APOC and they did APOC for a period. And then they went dark, real dark for a while. And then they came back with APOC and then APOC ended. And then they went kind of dark again for a while, but Margaret was starting to actually, like keep things more more going then but this period we're in right now reminds me a lot of that first time that we went dark where it was like really minimal on social media announcements in the discord for ashes of creation um of course we've we've had our kind of complaints around uh them not having consistent like blog posts etc um articles that they talked about doing so we're in this period where it feels very reminiscent of that again so there's not a lot to talk about so i'm very happy we've been doing sort of uh, shorter podcast episodes to sort of space out what we're sharing and talking about here um but armored cell you actually did discover something that we you shared earlier and i feel like it would be good for you to share that with everybody too yeah so as everyone knows i uh stalk steven on all platforms as as you may know and uh i (laughs) so i found out that he actually responded to one of the uh reddit posts Mm. so the the reddit post was let me just bring this up yeah um think we'll see Ash the Creation at a convention before the release release of Alpha 2. And a lot of people say like people say like Axis mm. or something, right? A lot of people say, uh, I don't know, can you hear a question when when um but um we actually had a response from Stephen himself on this one. Okay. So Stephen actually said um on early in 2016 and 17, when there were only a dozen people on, on the team, they did go to Pax East and West. Um, we, they didn't have much show up time, but they did have a slice of the game for people to see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that this is one of his like favorite aspects of the journey so far is interacting with the 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 people, as well as seeing uh, like how people interact with the game and how how like just playing Magic Gathering with the, the people as well, like just interacting with people and like um, seeing the community as a whole. Um, but he he's at the end of it. He actually said, "I can safely say you can expect as our testing dates draw closer, we will be in attendance at these or at those types of events in the future." And I'm glad, oh, gladly looking forward to it greatly. I was like, "That, that's that's a hint." So as soon as they start going to these events, we can yeah. start expecting test. Like even if they're not announcing these, because mm-hmm. like the, the testing ones, like the like behind the scenes for like for maybe you some that you can't discuss about and stuff when they do start doing <laughs> when they start doing that if they go we'll know that they're doing it because they're going to these sort of events because like these they're, doing, they're going to do testing behind closed doors first and then they'll do like the alpha 2 release or whatever right but as soon as they start going to pax east or pax west or some some sort of event like this you can start expecting these testing dates to be real really close even if the testers can't say that we can use this as evidence that it is. So that that's a big sign for me. I'm just like, okay, so next time one of these events is coming, see if uh, you can find like Stephen uh, or Margaret or someone there like representing Ashes and not just like as a content creator or something. Yeah. And then we can use that as like a indicator of the date of when mm. like be like, okay, it's ramping up, it's getting close. And we can start getting a bit more hype behind it. Mm-hmm. 
And they do have a history of uh, announcing that they're going to be at events, too, so that if you're a community member, they'll be like, oh, we're going to have a booth here, blah, 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 and they encourage people to drop by. So, yeah, Armored Cell is totally right about that. I just hope they give us a little more notice than in previous years. Oh, my God, right. Yeah, like maybe around the time when tickets are available so that people can plan for that. (laughs) That that was – sorry, that was a little triggered by that because there was a few times that I, like, totally missed – going or i went and they weren't there or something and it was just yeah it's because i'm not gonna spend the money to go to those cons for the most part unless there's something i really want to see there and frankly only ashes is something i really would travel for but how long did they give last time oh the 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 very last time was like not enough notice for most people yeah it was like maybe wasn't it like a month before something like that it was like three weeks yeah, it was yeah, like three if you didn't weeks. have a ticket. I think the only reason I was able to go to one of the years that they did um have it was because I was they had some passes reserved for certain tiers of Kickstarter. And that's the only reason I had a pass there. And it was like for everyone else, it mm-hmm. was like a an issue. Yeah, god damn, just like I'm in Australia, man. Like, I'm, I'm gonna need more than a month's notice to go. To, <laughs> yeah, to exactly. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna need about six. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. At this point, right, with the visas and everything, man, oh, dude. Right. Um, I think that's a really fair point about the fact that you know, whenever they they announce it, that's going to tell you a lot about you know where and the when and all that. But, um, man, there there's a like a a lot that we could talk about when it comes to that sort of thing. They went really all out in the past when it came to uh, like displays, especially in the beginning around Kickstarter. And then sort of they tapered off, you know what I mean? Which is completely fair. I mean, until you got something to really share a show, um, you don't necessarily usually go to those sort of things because you're paying money to get a booth and to do all that stuff and a lot of coordinating. Paying yeah, employees. I mean, it's an investment and you yeah. have to do it right. I think the, the yeah. year that I went to PAX West, they did a panel. And then they did something with community that was awesome. Like they had like a get together. You got to meet all the developers. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jeff was there, Peter, um, Bacon, Steven, obviously. So it was, I didn't get a chance to talk with Steven much, but all the other developers I did. And it was, it was so fun. Right. To go there and meet them. So yeah, I mean that in like for me would be the like, my main reason for going is being able to interact with them directly because seeing a booth and getting to play or, you know, do whatever like experience they have is nice and all. Right. But the bottom line is like, I want FaceTime with those guys. Cause they're like, you know, that that's a point which you can have some good conversations and theory right. crafting, get a little bit of info depending yeah. on how, you know, lubricated they are from any alcoholic beverages. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, if you, you know, for people that don't know too, cause I, it's not like a bragging point, but if you haven't like met them, I, I did get the chance to go to their old studio, met, met up with them and stuff. And dude, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a different experience of like being around these developers that you just don't get when you watch them, no matter how much they clearly look like a bunch of nerds that enjoy games too. Uh, there, there's like this year really experiencing them as a gamer like a peer gamer when when you actually get to hang out and interact with them one-on-one and it's a whole different like experience of you know interacting with the developers um which is why back in the day when people are like oh man these guys are scamming i'm like yeah no they're not dude there no there's no way you know i mean and now at this point you know with how long they've been in development um there's just too much evidence that you know supports against the against that that's so obvious so yeah videos oh yeah i did a video too and i went there i remember that yeah when when i was a much heftier young man than or old man than i am now which you know i was like oh my gosh i've done well so far we're keeping on word forward though but let's take that right into talking about the community oriented discussion which is there was a ui chat i linked these links earlier and i'm gonna link them yet or link them yet one more time there was a Mm -hmm. There was a community member. I think that's going to get them both. There you go. There's a community member uh, whose name is... Chromatic Stake. Yes, Chromatic Stake. And they actually showed a little portrait editor UI that they sort of showed off. Um, And they they 
they linked it. I, I didn't go grab all the pictures because there were a lot. And I, honestly, I was not, I didn't have all the time for that today. So, um, but not a lot of it's like a super big deal because they showed off like selectors and inputs and all that sort of stuff, which to me wasn't the big part. The big part was the fact that they took all of these assets and the style guides that were being utilized in the iconography showcase of the UI. And they translated that into what a essentially an avatar uh editor would look like and oh, it was really well done i thought i thought really on the uh the nameplate and uh uh image for like your character or whatever was really good i was like this is a good point as to if you really want to ensure that add-ons aren't something that are really important to your community members because they can rely on your interface to pretty much do that, then this is a page of that playbook that you really need to pay attention to because um, aside from the, you know, just having the standard icon there, uh, chromatic stake, especially on the uh, the showcase of the, the one that's actually called I Love the New UI Livestream, I took the opportunity to make some UI concepts for portraits. That particular post, the, that one uh, is the one where right at the top after he chats a little bit, um, you see that showcase and Armored Cell had pointed out like, oh, look, there was like this ranger bow and like leaves sort of around the frame that we were like, oh, that's like, uh, that seems pretty clearly uh, what you would expect from like the ranger. Whereas the other icons uh, showcase like specific classes, which are the augmented variations of said archetype. Right. And I thought this was a really good way of seeing that. And uh, I think that if they didn't have the, at some point in the early stages already have, um, you know, the ability to sort of cho choose the image that you're going to have for your character, I do think it would be a missed opportunity um, to do, to not have that in there uh, personally. Um, what, what chromatic stake did reminded me a lot of the world of Warcraft armory and how you can sort of select that as your forum icon or, you know, avatar um, and having that translate into the game, I think will be important in my opinion. Um, and I think it's something that oftentimes is, has been missed in a lot of games. Um, I don't know if you guys want to share your thoughts around that a uh, bit real quick while we, we chat on it before we move on. I mean, I love what the poster did with, with the styling. I mean, I love the portrait. It's like, I don't know. I just like minimalist stuff with this, a little bit of flourish and that's exactly what, what he put together here. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was all, you know, it was good. And I don't know, it feels like he's gunning for a job a little bit, which is fine because that's motivation to create something pretty cool. Yeah. But I, what I did like actually, especially was like you said, the avatar editor where you can put expressions and like how it works and like what, you know, those kind of things. Actually, that that would be really cool and unique to be able to do that. Mm. I don't know, like from a coding perspective, like how difficult that would be or how much overhead that would add but i would love something like that mm. so like depending on like what your mood is even as a player be like you know what i want to be like a little more stoic today or i want to be a little more lighthearted today you kind of have that option i think that's just like it, it definitely hits the feels from an rp standpoint for me yeah, the real on. question is does it have to be the face if i'm a toner can i go straight to my feet and become a toner Gosh. Oh no, dude. Why'd you have to go and make it weird, Armored Cell? Why'd you just, have just to make have, it weird? Let's have a picture of my foot on the, as my profile pic. You know? God, dude. Toenails reunite. Toenails reunite. I don't really know what to say. You know, I feel situation. like I'm having a Murtaugh moment right now. <laughs> hey, they started it. They yeah. revealed the foot. I suppose so. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's we're blaming Maggie for this sidetrack here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's cool, man. Um, I'm I'm gonna move on from the Tonar thing and and get us into the topic of discussion for today, huh? Because <laughs> things get weird sometimes, and I don't want to feel like I'm partially responsible for that. Um, that's what it's really about, I suppose. <laughs> Gentlemen, we're gonna talk about some blood magic. Ooh. I guess 
Okay, let's let's talk about again Laria Lamott. Okay, we we started off part of our discussion going down this rabbit hole with her. I think it's actually important. I want to read something. Um, remember when we talked about this before? And we were like, um, headmistress of Carfin, most important mages, yada yada yada. Okay, the blood sacrifice of Beric Pulsifer began a ritual that led to the mass killing of the residents of Carfin, turning them undead. All right. The curse of Carfin was born from blood magic. Okay. The corrupt mist flowing from the tower did delay legions of the ancients in their progress towards the capital until they constructed an apparatus to allow them to cross the river. Okay. The unknown voice, here it is, what we talked about previously, who was aiding and abetting her pursuits was indeed the same ancient that perverted King Atrax from beyond the void. So not Atrax, but it actually is the same ancient who basically twisted him. So then I'm wondering, we talked about artifacts a lot last time. So did she have those artifacts? Did she have uh, different artifacts? Uh, did King Atrax share them with her? What do you what do you think about that? I'm curious. I mean, it could just be a, a worse quality of item, so it might be similar grade, but instead of being crafted by the ancients or found within the world, they might have tried to craft their own replicas. But since they don't have the same uh, metalworking skills as the ancients, they might not have been able to craft the same product, and hence why there's a bit of a difference in the result of the spell itself. Um, mm -hmm. that, that that could be the reason, but that also brings another question: like, are we going to find ancient um smith like smithing tools and stuff? Like, well, not smithing tools, but like ancient like uh refineries and smithing oh. areas. You know? It's a good question, but you know what? Horrendous and chat brought up a good point too, which was if I if you heard me read that from beyond the void, not from the void. From beyond the void makes you wonder exactly what that's all about, right? Mm. That's where they're at. Then is it like it there's a lot of ambiguity tying into all of this for me, where you're just like, so they've yeah, done a really good job. Know what the planes of existence are. Yeah. I mean, like, or at least what the bridges are between them. Because mm -hmm, yeah. when you say beyond the void, like you think there's somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. Almost feel like the void is like the phantom zone out of like <sighs> Superman lore. Okay. Right? Dude, why why am I leading with this topic for blood magic? I think the let's let's read some terms, okay? And we're just gonna go all over with this. And friends in chat, friends over on YouTube, friends that are listening, chime in on this. I'd love to hear your thoughts because here are a few definitions I thought were important to pull up. Some were from like a game. Some were just general references to what blood magic is. I think synonymously, most places would agree on. So why don't we start with this one? What is typical blood magic? Okay, it is essentially performing magic with blood as a primary factor or resource material utilized in the craft of the magic itself. Um, usually involving a casting of a lot of the more powerful types of magic that you are to see. Most blood magic tends to be really high in, in its potency or its effects or devastation because it usually, this is when you think of magic systems, blood magic from a fantasy perspective for me in a magic system is at the top of consequence of use, meaning it requires an essence. There's a word that we could you know, find synonymous with terminology used in Ashes of Creation, the essence of one being, right? One's blood. This is their life force in a lot of ways. It is what keeps you alive in a lot of ways. So if it's the primary ingredient used for most powerful spells, then it probably comes at a great cost to the potentially person who's sacrificing the blood, whether that is by their own accord or not. Okay. Typical abilities. Blood magic has many skills that tend to relate to, and we see it in fantasy, to bleeding, 
life stealing or health regeneration. These are just very cookie cutter base Ooh. level expectations we see of these skills in MMORPGs and fantasy fiction and tabletop scenarios. Um, and from one game in particular, uh, we'll go with, uh, this is from Dragon Age Origins. The blood mages there employ dark rites, originally taught to mortals by demons, in order to access more powerful magic. They must be willing to sacrifice their own life force. There's a word essence we could potentially tie into that again. Or that of others in order to wield the power. Okay. So your thoughts, gentlemen, like how could blood magic utilizing some of these frames of reference tie into ashes of creation maybe the essence maybe even that ritual we saw with lady lamaria yeah. or laurie lamont i mean i think one of the things that i would like to see is but potentially i mean i don't know if like blood magic is going to be a school that we'll be able to learn as players Please. Please. i i I'm, I'm honestly i'm i'm with uh armored cell here i would i would love to see that so actually Honestly, when I was looking at these powers, it actually made me think of this really gosh, mm -hmm. I have to look what year this was this was made. Cause I played the heck out of this game. Um, Requiem Avenging Angel. It was nineteen ninety release date March thirty-first, nineteen ninety-nine. And one of the spells I had in there was Blood Boil, where you literally like just did like mm -hmm. a simple thing, and all of a sudden you just see these like little, you know, things pop up on your guys and then eventually they explode. So I would love to see something like that. That would be mm -hmm. like, again, it's full, like full darkness there, but still it's, it's something that I think when I think blood magic, it's never going to be a good thing. It's always going to be something that's going to be like perverted or evil. Yeah. Light magic. Yeah. Very easily could be like, you know, good there, but blood magic, I definitely see like necromancy is part of this as well. Um, in addition to like some other, like life stealing obviously was pretty straightforward to bleeding um regen but i don't think it's ever going to be just regen it's going to be taking yep. essence and using that to regen yep. as well um and so yeah i mean i i think as far as like where it like comes back to like this whole laria lamont mm -hmm. and um situation i I do feel like I would like to know a little bit more about exactly what ritual she was performing that caused this to kick off. Cause it reminded me actually was I heard this story when we were talking about the voice, you know, that was corrupting like a tracks and eventually, you know, Laria Lamont, it actually made me think of something that I wrote when they had a Halloween story contest yep. about, like how there was like a murder that kicked off the whole Harbinger, you know, event. And so I kind of see this as like, again, it's just a series of unfortunate events that kept building and building and building and finally came to a head. And that's when the Harbingers showed up. Yeah. Um. So in my, I don't know much of information about blood magic in games itself, but like in role-playing games like D&D or Pathfinder, I know there is some situations, I can't remember if it's like eagerly or it's basically where like they break the ribs on the back and like break him open and mm -hmm. make him into like an eagle sort of thing and use that as just, like a spell component to cast greater spells. And there was like a few other spells that were created when they sacrificed like 12 different mages yeah. in order to cast a spell higher than their limits because like the Persian God of um, Magic uh, had limited the humans to 10th level spells because they, but the last one that when they didn't limit it, they actually tried to kill the god of magic and take that position. Mm. So, like, hey, you can't do any more than that, we're going to limit you. So, now what the humans were trying to do to break that limit is by using their own life essence or blood magic, as it were, to break that limit because it's more potent than mana itself. Like, the energy of life is more potent than this magic in general. So that's what they were trying to do in that sense. So in the same sort of way, I think that that explains why they're trying to teach them blood magic or like these darker arts, because life energy is more potent and more 
uh, powerful of a resource to use than just normal mana. So that's why they're able to go above and beyond their limits because they're using a greater greater like multiplier as such. Like if if mana is like a a one point zero multiplier, the blood magic would make it like maybe two point zero or two point five. You know what I mean? So they're able to go above and beyond what their normal capabilities would be because they're using the life essence or even like some some sort of life energy within the beings themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, it makes sense. But if that was a player ability that they could use, the only thing I could think of is either you need to be a summoner to destroy, like kill your own summons, you know, or you only take instead of uh, using you can either use your own health. Or you're going to be have to be using the health of a party member that's willing, and I'm not sure how that's going to go, to be honest, because that might, because it brings a whole new meaning to glass cannon build. Because not only are you taking <laughs> your own health, you're taking right. your friend's health. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like an anti cleric at that point. Yeah. See, yeah, and I would like, I really would like to see magic that has blood magic and ashes. Um, I think. I'm, I I do agree with you, Armored Cell. I do think that it would be a tricky scenario to to keep well balanced. I mean, right off the rip, taking the player component out of it, though, it pro- it provides really good opportunities, though, for in like raid encounters, dungeon encounters, damage from NPCs. Um, and, and you brought up an important point. So I'm going to read one more point too. And then we're just going to spiral into the rabbit hole because boy, do I have a whole component to hit on. I saw a note from someone in chat. I'm going to hit on. I haven't missed you. I saw the note that I want to hit on with that too, but, uh, blood creation powers, the ability to create beings of blood or shape it into different forms. So if we take it a step further and we think of like, uh, constructs. You've also got a subpower of blood attacks, the hemokinetic constructs, and variations of organic entity creation. So when you think of summoning, you can also think of like maybe I pull from you or from myself to create constructs. So could they take from that that idea or definition and tie that into uh, summoning? Absolutely. When you when you hear these these variations of references, I'm I'm presenting you with, and and these are only some of these surface level utilizations of these types of things, right? I'm just giving you some of the base. Uh, elements to sort of work with here. You can go down the rabbit hole. Um, so let's go down the rabbit hole. You taking that idea that you can see how that could tie into what uh, Armored Cell is saying. Um, I've got a big ramble here, so I'm going to let you guys jump back in if you got something to share because mine's probably going to be hefty. Well, I mean, I, I like, I also like, as I mentioned, uh-huh. I think blood magic is definitely something we should have in the game. And I do like the idea of like light and blood magic kind of being point and counterpoint. I would actually hope that it wouldn't be limited to the summoner. Um, I think it might, it might be good, I guess, if it's like maybe cleric summoner, you know, class potentially that the cleric has that ability too because it's the masters of life and death right is what they talked about with the cleric before so i would like to see like a tree or something in terms of your skills is you can kind of branch out and you can go like i say this but i'm not wasn't really a fan of the gameplay style in world of warcraft but where the priest had like the kind of the shadow versus like you know the other like discipline holy etc but and those shadow spells, I kind of want to see this kind of be with the blood magic because you could go kind of a light route that's maybe more buff-like, you know, more healing, like direct healing focused versus your blood magic, which is going to be more direct damage, damage over time, you know, life-stealing focus as a cleric. Right. Um, and have that be potentially part of it, though. I guess cleric summoner, if I'm not mistaken, is that that is that necromancer yeah. or is it summoner cleric? I can't remember now off the top of my head, but I would like to kind of see that being in the wheelhouse of of cleric uh, 
and I think it would make sense for more sense for me to have that as a cleric versus summoner as Absolutely. the primary like tree. Um, but yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see like what what else you guys think here. Let Marcel go. Um, we also got to take in consideration that they have also mentioned like depending on like with corruption itself, um, the more you get corrupted, the more it affects your actual uh, your core. It's not yeah. your, your soul. Your yeah, soul. Yep. It actually affects that in a certain way. So you might the blood magic might actually do the same thing. Like I, I'm thinking, like the more corrupted or more dark arts you start using on other people or on yourself, the more it's going to start corrupting that your soul as such, like your conduit. Um. So that's another thing we got to take into consideration as well. It might not just be a one and done okay now i can use blood magic it might be a progress over time the more you use it the more you're able to use greater and better things for it because like you got to be more in tune with it so that, that's where i'm going to go with it but with the life energy i i do feel like it, as as Dayla said like life and death like the masters of life and death like we haven't really seen much of death we always assume death just means damage right but if if they can resurrect with uh, life energy, then it makes sense that they can probably do something darker with the death part of it, right? So that's why I'm f sort of feeling towards like we 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 don't really know what other augmentsy will be for because like the mages have like different elements, right? That we that we know about like fire, ice, whatever. But the clerics, we don't really know what they're for going to be, like. One could be life, one could be blood, one could be uh, shadow, one could be, I, I, I don't know, like, that's where I'm sort of going with this. I'm sort of trying to figure out what their elements or what their aspects they can sort of branch out into for these abilities. So I'm, I'm hoping blood will be one of the four, but like on the mm -hmm. darker end, on the far end, so it'll be like radiant, something, um, shadow, and then blood. Yeah. So like it's a, a gradient. So, oh man, so you you hit on two points uh, already that I feel like. So here we go, everybody, buckle up. This is my big old spiel on what I think here. Um, so I'm gonna hit on a couple of points from chat. Number one, horrendous brought up is there essence in blood? I think it's undoubtedly yes. My thoughts and reasoning for that is because at the essence is the creative aspect, right? It's it's sort of ebb and flow and everything, right? The souls, as we know, are conduits, okay? Which is something Armored Cell hit on. And when I go down to uh, what Antagonist and Daedalus also said, talking about blood magic, I absolutely, I'm, I'm going to double, triple down, whatever you want to call it, on that clerics. I think it's it's pivotal that the cleric archetype is a component of that. I could see the cleric then later augmented by something being a potential, and I could see the cleric augmenting the original archetype being a potential, right? Um, although I will say that there was a good point brought up as well, that the cultist could be an interesting play uh i think that i think with the cultist what I, I would hopefully like to see is something a little bit more aligned with what they've already expressed related to lore as we've seen in some of those cosmetic packs where they've talked about the cults and how creatures of the void and demonic things etc are sort of catalyzed um i think that it could be a really interesting dynamic for a potential later expansion to tie blood magic into things as, as some sort of an augmentation to archetypes that already exist, um, additional schools of magic. Um, but I think tying that into uh, being oriented related to the cleric specifically is important. I also think shadow magic of some kind could potentially, or void magic could potentially be tied in later uh, as well as blood. Um, uh, sort of in, for the same reasoning of, and it always comes back down to, for me, the, the, the conduit of the soul because the conduit of the soul, it, it comes back to the, the plans inherently that the ancients constantly have, have had, right. It's their dark crusade, if you will, on Vera, right. They got kicked out, right. The gods that taught them the ways of the essence got kicked out. They got sent to the void. They aren't, they aren't allowed to be here. Right. 
And since they're not here, well, they have these handy dandy, remember we talked about last week, artifacts, these damn artifacts that were, in my opinion, here and left here, here being Vera, so that the people that are there could get influenced by them. It's their way through because I believe they knew and continue to know just how powerful the utilization of the souls of the beings that currently live on Vera being the people of, of the land that we are going to be players of. Uh, and then just like that soul mechanic that exists. I think that soul mechanic is the underlying or one of the underlying narrative threads for this whole game, right? Because the essence comes back to that. The, the, the antagonists come back to that, right? Our reason for leaving and the, the Phoenix, right? Running out of time, come back to that. I, I think it all comes back to the soul construct. It's a conduit, that component of it being a conduit. And I believe everything, including the beings that are alive, whether it's plants, creatures, humans, elves, it doesn't matter. Essence flows through it all. It's the ebb and flow, right? And the conduits, I believe, of pretty much everything, but... For the ancients, their their primary focus, I think, is on the create the the people, the people that got chosen over them, and I think their dark crusade is to bring down those people, to corrupt the world, to corrupt those people, and use their souls as a construct to influence creation and I think undeath blood magic are just some of the ways we've seen that, and I think that the reality is if you think about the others. They taught the ways of the essence to the ancients, didn't they? The ancients are, they don't like the fact that they got kicked out, right? I mean, I could, I'm not completely going with Armored Cell here, but his his line of thinking that like they're misunderstood or whatever offers a really interesting narrative perspective. And I'm not saying that I'm 100% on board with that, but if you think about it, Dark da Daedalus is going, oh, here we go. No, it's not what you think, okay? No, it's not, okay? But, but if you think about it, from a certain perspective, one could say, but these gods chose to teach us this, from their perspective, they could really feel as if they they're getting the short end of the stick here. Who knows how that framework of the story, you know, is sort of told by those gods, right? For all the ancients knew uh, they were being taught by these gods and, and just thought, you know, maybe they're the ones that are here to teach us this. Maybe they're the ones that are here to actually show us the way to to be better at all of this and then somehow feeling like you get shorted because they get kicked along with these gods. And how much of, of that not being allowed did they or did they not know? It's very interesting, you know, how much of what they also choose to do as a result of that is further influenced by the others. I don't know. But it's interesting to think about because it makes you think, well, there's good and evil. Yeah, but like, are the ancients themselves in a gray area? Because evil, I don't believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't ever been really used towards the ancients. It's been used towards the others, those other gods, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting thing to think about because also if the ancients are utilizing the soul as a conduit to influence the physical material plane that is Vera. Then one wonders if they're just doing what they've been taught. Because after all, if my theory about the gods, good, evil, or otherwise, or that they can some way through players and or the people's worship of them, and for us, there's a system called religion that we'll be able to engage in, then it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like, are certain gods going to have a, are we going to see a greater influence of them in some way manifest as a result of that religion being on a server? The fun part, right? Being practiced more heavily. And if so, it, that makes, that's a really fun tie into the soul, isn't it? With 
the conduit of the soul, more prayer going to this specific God, giving this God a little more influence to them. And I think avatars maybe can come about based on a higher level of worship, potentially. It makes you wonder then, well, if there was potentially like a certain level of like dark God worship, then could there be evil avatars in the world as a result of being able to utilize the conduit, i.e. the essence and pervert life? I don't know. I've talked a lot. I'm just rambling. Those are my thoughts. And that's where my brain goes in all this. Gentlemen, chat. I saw a lot in chat. I'm probably have to come back to and try to hit um, on to, but jump on in, guys. So I've got a point here. So we were talking about... Um, like like uh, blood magic and self sacrifice, right? Yeah, and it made me think about when you're talking about gods. Like, hang on, didn't didn't the uh, goddess of creation sacrifice herself? Yes. Could that could she have used blood magic or not blood magic, but like life uh, altering magic to destroy herself in order to use that spell? I mean, it's potentially it is possible. I mean, it's a but, it's a it's a relevant hypothesis. They did. She did die, or she or he did die for that, right? Yeah, so the like, avatar was sacrificed like, in fueling the gate, essentially. So, I mean, it, could that be blood magic? I mean, I mean, it, it could be a few. I mean, it could be light magic too, right? Could be. <laughs> I mean, it could be also be um, like fire magic as well. Because I just think when I think of a phoenix, right, and we think ashes of creation, right? There's, and that that goddess being their avatar being the phoenix, I feel like that that would make more sense than maybe blood magic sure and and maybe blood again like i'm always looking for symmetry even in yeah. like like in, in a fantasy world there's got to be like a light and a dark right? right and so with this i kind of feel like the light the the counterpoint to the light magic would be the blood so i would i think it would for me it would i don't want to say be immersion breaking but it wouldn't make sense lore wise that the avatar of the the phoenix yeah. used blood magic to open the gate. Um, uh, yeah, I don't it, agree with it would have opened it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say. It was like it's, 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 it's some sort of manipulation of the like maybe blood magic is like altering others, and then there's something that can alter yourself as like the good version of it, you know what I mean? So you're self-sacrificed. Yeah, self-sacrifice. Yeah, actually, I like that idea, because yeah. then it becomes sacrificing others for a, like a goal versus sacrificing yourself. Actually, yeah, I that that I could get on board with. Yes, oh. this is a deep rabbit hole, but you know, Told we got you. three lore <laughs> nerds on here. I was like, I'm just going to toss this little crumb over here real quick and let him go on, go, go, go crazy. The problem, though, is that I promised this wouldn't be a long episode, which almost makes you wonder if I, like, got everybody triggered to get their brains turning so that way next time we'd have some place to go as we we're waiting for the next thing. But, gentlemen, here's another thought, right? Uh, it does come back to one question, though, doesn't it? The, the We know that the avatar of the phoenix, right? which is the avatar of the goddess of creation is what opened the portal. And we know that the goddess of creation's avatar perished, was destroyed, extinguished in some way, extinguished hit Phoenix and, <laughs> and the portal closed, leaving some of the people on Vera during the exodus or during the apocalypse right or looted frozen i don't really know where you're going with that but like i don't like what you're insinuating sir okay thanks um but here's my thought right it kind of matters how the goddess of creation's avatar expired because i've also hypothesized hey here's an interesting point i am with daedalus i do not believe the portal was opened in any dark way, like blood magic. However, and here's where I go over to with Armored Cell, who is to say that blood magic didn't in some way potentially extinguish the Phoenix, cutting it off early? Because I've also wondered, could the others in the Ancients have gotten to the Phoenix, forcing it to close the gateway too early, leaving some of the people there? Because that totally would fit with their plans if they the harbingers fall and they're corrupting everything, right? Yeah, I mean, well, when you think of the Tolnar, right, it's they're the forgotten, right? Yep. That's what Tolnar means, right? Is the forgotten. So 
that one I'm I'm I would say there definitely had to have been a battle. I mean, obviously with the Harbingers like destroying the world, I expect there was gonna be some people that just didn't make it, didn't make it to the gate on time. Yeah, and I totally agree too. And I and I I mean if you remember like our stories we've explored in previous episodes around the stories of the apocalypse and the creatures, I mean the references to areas in the world and and on the light pack, the order of the seven, how people, I mean you got to remember corruption doesn't just corrupt creatures physiologically, it corrupts the mind. And what happens when the mind's corrupted and therein how can a soul as a conduit be influenced. I mean, I still think for the sake of story that the avatar being killed by the others and or ancients is, I mean, I think it's just, it would be the greatest way to go about it. Right. And then you got this like pile of ash sprouts, the tree, the tree grows, the Phoenix is born from it, which would be a very different way to go with the Phoenix. And I would love that by the way, open trumpets doing it that way. Cause that's new and different. And we could use something new and different with Phoenixes. I'm all about it. I mean, uh, I saw, I do say, I do think it would be cool if yeah. the avatar uh, did die that way, but I also think it'd be cool. Like, Avatars casting a spell and like they just do some sort of cinematic. I hope they do really good cinematics, but I really hope they get, like zoom in on the the avatar and as it's like casting a spell and like holding the gate open, like their body starts like crumbling, like slowly from like the fingertips all the way to, to like the, the core, because like they they're burning their whole body sort of thing, casting the spell. So they're slowly like turning to ash, like gradually while they're holding this open, and it's like a a like a battle of pain holding this thing open. Like the, the whole struggle of like mm-hmm. hold the door sort of thing, like hold door, fucking <laughs> hold door, <laughs> hold the door, hold door, hold door. Hold door. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was really well done in the show. I was like, because at the end of that, I was like, oh man, that shit hit me in the feels so hard. Oh, oh yeah. god, yeah. I was like, I was jaw dropped at that point. I was like, holy shit! I cannot believe they did that. And the poor, the poor kid, he just like collapses, and he's oh my god! His whole purpose from that point on was waiting until the moment when he would sort of like serve his purpose that he was able to like, you know, in some way almost get a glimpse of so early on. Oh, that yeah. storytelling done well, and they actually did that part really well in the in the show. I thought. I agree. That was a really powerful moment. It was. It really was. I agree, though, too, Armored Cell. Like, if we're not going to get dialogue on our way through the story, I mean, in terms of voiced dialogue, then I really do hope uh, that we will get something in terms of, like, cool, fun cinematics. Take a page from Blizz's playbook on this one. This is where I'll give Blizz credit. They got some good cinematics that they have had, right? Yeah. Their teasers for the games for World of Warcraft and like the uh, expansions have always been top notch. Their Diablo, especially, God bless, man, they've had some oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful cinematics uh, for that game as well. So take a page from the playbook there. You got UE5, baby. Oh, you got a beautiful engine for beautiful cinematics. Um, yeah. Here's the hope, and we get it, some. I find it weird how like the cinematics are way better than any sort of movie they've tried to make. <laughs> Yeah, like that's true. Like, I was just thinking, like, even the cinematics in Warlords of Draenor were better than some. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, some of the like all the stuff about you know Paladins yeah. and Urel and everything. I was like, oh yeah, that that hit me in the feels. Uh, I would agree. Like, I I do hope they do something along the lines with cinematics. I mean, I do hope. There's been a lot out there lately about AI and AI voice acting as well. Um, I think if they can invest in something that's really noteworthy in terms of like technology, and there's a lot out there that are really good, you could hardly tell and there's emotion in it. It's not just like droning on. I think that would be a great option for them to minimize the... uh, you know, minimize the investment that's required for like getting all voice actors. But I would want them if they do do cinematics to think about voice acting for those cinematics because they've done good cinematics before. 
without really the need for voice acting. I just feel like you're not going to really get, and you're not going to get out of it, um, I think, the right impact if you don't have voice acting in the cinematics, at least. And kind of coming back really quick, you guys had a point around the Avatar and the Ancients, like, killing the Avatar of the Phoenix. But did they, though, really? Because Phoenix, right? coming back from the ashes I mean, but yeah i mean i kind of well i mean i don't think there's a i wouldn't expect there's like a time limit on or like sorry a number of deaths limit on the avatar but maybe there's like a way they could potentially like slow the process for the avatar resurrecting and maybe that's why there was such a gap in between when vera fell and when the the doors opened back Corruption. Um, when let people, yeah, corruption came Beautiful back. Beautiful way. So, well, I think yeah. corruption's a good example of why it would take that long, too. Maybe that's how long it took to cleanse the corruption from itself or from its essence or whatever you want to call it. But again, did they, though? Because corruption is present in Vera. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like maybe yeah. like you, like they got to a point where it staved it off and then <clears throat> yeah. the gates opened. And now you've kind of reset that a bit and the avatar again is drained and then corruption finds its way into the world and that's what you're combating against. Yeah, I think too, the fact that, um, you know, and then you got to think too, well, if the avatar can only exist because of prayer, for example, then how could the Phoenix like even resurrect if there's nothing to draw from, unless there's enough followers to draw from and it took longer because there aren't as many who. I mean, I guess there are NPCs in the world. So maybe some True. of them survived that weren't Talnar. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there were some people that probably are some of the people that made it and survived and didn't mix with the beast folk. So. Yeah. 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 But that's going to actually take us into next week because where we're leaving off with talking about the different creatures and the different peoples and the period of time that's passed. I just think that's a fun discussion point to revisit because we haven't talked about that in a long time. So expect that we're going to be tying all that in and the realms of existence, which we talked about in the pre-show, which we'd really like to kind of tie all that down. I think coming back to that the people on the planet, the, the the existence and the time that's passed. We're going to talk about that gap and bridging that, I think, in our next show. So with that being said, it's always a pleasure to see everyone here. Um, you know, I'll be going on, but the show as it is, as a podcast, is coming to an end for today. So why don't I let my, uh, my fellow uh, co-hosts here go in and shout out their domains and where you can find them on when they're not on the show, Dayless. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. Armored Cell. And you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Armored Cell. Yes. And uh, friends, much love to all of y'all. It's a pleasure always having you all here to join us. Um, we will be here next Sunday, like clockwork, come hell or high water, because that's what we do most of the time, unless something happens. And yeah. It's going to be a fun show next week, so get ready because we are going to have at that podcast episode roughly one week until or less than a week, actually, until the next uh, live stream. So we'll have to see what we get from that. But as always, we might be at the end of today's show. But in closing, got to tell all of you all that remember whether you you don't have to be on this show here to be a Pathfinder. It's literally everybody who takes part in the journey we're on together here. So much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, live your best lives and walk in the light. And we will see you again real soon, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you, everybody. Bye bye.